I asked if we could have a fan feedback show, even though it was early in the week, and you answered yes. I asked if the Kings were an elite team. Some of you answered that. There's lots of talk about the Kings goalies, present and past. All that and more on this fan feedback episode of Locked on LA Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked on LA Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and also available on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you are enjoying this content. My name is Eddie Garcia. I'm your host of Locked on LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for almost 30 years, 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast. It's a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 16 years and a passionate LA Kings fan for the past 30 years. Now, you may be wondering, why are we having a fan feedback show this early in the week? Well, I wanted to make sure, you know, that every week we give you guys a chance to let us know what's on your mind. Um, But the back end of the week was kind of full of stuff. Uh, Tomorrow on Wednesday's show, we're going to recap the Kings' start of their road trip against the Calgary Flames. Thursday, we're going to have a special interview with one of the uh, friends of the Edmonton Oilers because we want to preview that big matchup between the Kings and the Oilers. And then, of course, on Friday, recapping that big game against the Oilers up in Edmonton. So felt like uh, we were kind of booked up as far as it goes for the rest of the week. So again, I wanted to ask, could we do a feedback show early in the week? And you guys answered yes. Lots of emails, lots of feedback on the YouTube channel from Monday's episode. Before we get into that, though, there is some news to pass along. Unfortunately, it's not great news. Uh, As I mentioned, the, the Kings are taking on the Calgary Flames tonight, starting up a little road trip. Uh, and uh, they are, of course, riding a 12-game point streak, looking to keep that going against the Flames. Um, but uh, an important note for the Kings, an important player for the Kings, is not going to be playing at least tonight, and that is forward Gabe Velarde. Uh, remember, he was shaken up in that game against Calgary last Monday in L.A. Uh, then they had the four days off, and he was able to play over the weekend, and it didn't. I didn't see, notice any uh, difficulty for him as far as how he played, um, but he's not playing tonight. Matter of fact, he is not on the uh, trip for the LA Kings to start, at least. Now, he could rejoin them in Edmonton, in Vancouver, in Seattle as the trip goes on, or he may just stay home and uh, rest up for the stretch run of the playoffs uh, or the stretch run of the regular season in the playoffs. So we'll have to wait and see. But again, Gabe Velarde, very important player for the Kings, not available tonight. You know, if we got to rest him up for the playoffs and get him ready for them, then that's understandable. Um, as far as the lineup change going into tonight, uh, it will be Alex Iafalo playing on the third line in Velarde's spot, and Arthur Kaliev is on the fourth line for the LA Kings. So uh, some of us have been calling for that. We're going to see it tonight, and hopefully he can come through and pick up some of the offensive slack um, that will be missing with Gabe Velarde out of the lineup, at least for one game. All right, let us get to the emails, uh, and our first email comes from Dave. He's in Seattle, but originally from Thousand Oaks. And he says, uh, are the Kings elite? Uh, And he said, the Kings may not be quite there yet, but they have the ability to evolve into an elite team this season. The team plays so well when they have the right mindset and McClellan has them on the right track at the moment. Which goaltender will emerge as a playoff starter? I believe Corpus will take the reins at some point and start the postseason in net. Both goalies are playing very well. 
but there's a reason they traded for Corpy, and I don't believe it was to be the backup. Who will the Kings face in the playoffs? Most likely a rematch of the Oilers, and it should be an exciting series. Although I live in, in the Seattle area, kind of hope we don't play the Kraken, as it will end up being very expensive for me. Uh, great job, Eddie. As always, go Kings go, and that is Dave in Seattle. Well, Dave, um, hopefully it will get expensive for you in round number two, maybe. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I, I, I obviously he uh, echoed some of my thoughts. I don't think the Kings are elite just yet, but they're flirting with it. I think uh, some big games coming up maybe could vault them into that elite status, but uh, we'll see. Um, he said he thinks Corpus Allo is going to start in the playoffs. We had an email, I think it was last week, that said pretty much exactly how I feel about it. My heart says Copley, but my head says Corpus Allo. Uh, we'll see how if that plays out that way. Uh, and yeah, it does look like, and I, I, I predicted this a while back, that I, I really think it's going to be Kings-Oilers in the first round of the playoffs, and hopefully Kings with home ice advantage in the rematch from last year. Uh, this one from Jesse in Visalia, my, my cousin. Not really, but who knows? Uh, he says the first half of the season, the Kings were not elite, but the second half, I'd say yes. They have the ability to beat any elite team in the league. On the flip side of the coin, they struggle to beat mid and lower tier teams occasionally. I feel the team is in the dangerous come playoff time type of team. No team that is scheduled to make the playoffs in the West scares me. The Kings can roll four Lions and can score. Uh, they have five 20 plus goal scorers on the team. Can't wait for the playoffs. Thanks as always for putting out a great show and allowing the fans to have their voice. Go Kings, go. Yeah, Jesse, I think it's important to, uh, I, I I don't know how, it, you know, uh, popular the fan feedback shows are compared to some other shows, um, but I, I feel it's important to give you guys a chance to, to let me know what's going on. Um, it's not just me giving my opinion all the time. I want to let you have a chance to give your opinions as well and appreciate everybody who takes the time uh, to do that. This is from Luke in L.A., I remember he's the Kings fan named after Luke Robitaille, which is I always think is awesome. Uh, he says, I have been very impressed with the Kings play of late. Solid D with the ability to score at will. However, I got to say that Blues game was a little concerning. I understand that a team like St. Louis can afford to play more loose and aggressive when they're far out of the playoff race, but just one of those numerous defensive breakdowns would absolutely cost us against a team like Edmonton. Speaking of the playoffs, do you see any way McClellan continues the goalie rotation for the first few games, personally, I doubt it, but I can't rule it out either. Neither Copley nor Corpus Allo have asserted themselves as the starter. I'll actually be in Seattle for the game on Saturday against the Kraken and hope to see the Kings pick up two big points on their way to a Pacific Division title. Fingers crossed. As always, keep up the great work and go Kings go. And again, that was from Luke going up to the uh, going up to Seattle to see the uh, Kings take on the Kraken. That's awesome. Uh, I have not gotten up there to Seattle yet to see a game I, I wanted to do that uh, last year but it didn't work out and I haven't been able to do it this year either but my wife was born in Seattle she loves Seattle we've been there numerous times uh, even though she doesn't have family there anymore but uh, yeah I'd definitely love to get up there sometime in the near future to see a cracking game uh, and uh, just as far as what Luke had to say yeah um, I, I agree I think the Kings can beat anyone but there's also times where uh, against lesser opponents they do make it interesting don't they um and as far as the goalie rotation i know we have a couple other emails about that as well uh i, I don't think uh that you can make the call at this point as to who's the number one goalie um but i can't imagine that they would go with any kind of a rotation uh, like they're doing now come playoff time this one comes from sundeep puni Hope I got that right. And he did not include where he was from, so I get to make it up. I'm going to say that Sundeep is in Santa Clarita. Uh, 
Uh, he says, hey, Eddie, I think that Copley had one bad game and that they should stick with the rotation between him and Corpy. My question is, if both do a great job come playoff time, would they continue to rotate in the playoffs? I think it would be a smart move to keep fresh legs. Thanks. I was talking about this with uh, another Kings fan, Paul, uh, who is he's he's a, he's a friend of a friend who's become a friend, but he's a big Kings fan and we text each other during games and things like that. I respect his opinion. And he said before the Blues game that if the two goalies continue to play the way they have been, why not have the two goalie rotation in the playoffs? Uh, I don't see that happening. Obviously, you know, Copley did have kind of a misstep against the Blues, although his teammates didn't help him out a lot as well. But, you know, when you have two goalies that you feel that are capable and that you believe in, you know, you could see both of them getting playing time. But a, an actual rotation after every game, no matter how well the other goalie plays in the previous game, I don't know that I've ever seen that. We've seen in the playoffs, you know, a goalie situation where you've had two pretty good goalies, maybe not one has asserted themselves, and so after a bad game, you'll throw the other guy in there. But just a, sw- a straight rotation every other game, no matter what, yeah, I don't know that I've ever seen that, and uh, I would be very surprised if that were to in fact happen. And we've got more emails to get into, uh, but real quick, I want to remind you that today's episode of Lockdown LA Kings is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. We are past the midway point of the NBA season, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. It's a bonus bet back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to points scored to three-pointers made. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss your chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in a bonus bet when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. Continuing with your emails, and this one comes from Jim in Lakewood, and uh, Jim is another Kings fan that I've become kind of a text friend with. Uh, met him at a Kings game, and I know that he has, he's has he been one of those Kings fans that has really struggled with the Jonathan Quick trade because Jonathan Quick was his guy. And I know he took a while to put his thoughts together and put this email down, and and it was he put a lot into it. And Jim, I appreciate you taking the time to an effort to put this email together. I did have to trim it up a little bit so apologies for that but here this is from jim uh in lakewood he says across the vastness of the mojave desert on march the 3rd 2023 down the i-15 heading towards sin city a man in a truck was driving to a new world beyond his world he had made the old world a place of champions and now it was time to leave that world that man was jonathan quick the pride of milford connecticut he left his family his wife his and some ghosts behind that had been haunting him. The past didn't matter anymore. Only what mattered is now and the future, this moment. This drive signified the most cataclysmic event in L.A. hockey, this side of Wayne coming to town in 1988. Sometimes in any job, a person can get stale, mixed up in an odd form of complacency, entitlement, boredom, crankiness, and behavior that shows generally an uh, unappreciative view of their current position. This happens at companies all day to us normal people, and it had been happening to one Jonathan Quick on that blustery day in early March. When this happens, it can be a fork in the road. While some will chirp how it is good that the person is gone, others will ponder how and what this means to such a person in this predicament. I am strongly fastened up to the second camp. Skip to a few days ago, having watched multiple Knights games now, and in recent games, coming off the bench to congratulate Laurent Brestois on a victory, I couldn't believe what I saw. 
Jonathan Quick had a big smile. I told my wife, look at that smile. We have never seen that. And this was after a game where he sat on the bench. This event on March 1st was, while shockingly unjustified, uh, in a reality, the best thing that could have happened to Jonathan and his old team. This event sparked and rejuvenated Quickie. Even the greats can get caught up in being in a rut in their job, even a two-time Stanley Cup winner with gas left in the tank and fire left in his belly. But I took this event to show him. It took this event to show him that. And now we get to see him as a man and like all of us sometimes get put into this situation. He, the ultimate hero and warrior, will have to find a new way. The day that he drove his truck to Vegas, he was by himself. No one to cheer him on and no one to hold him up now. Now none of those trophies mattered. He was like one of us. After all those years, it was like, okay, buddy, thanks, and here's the gold watch. That was when this rejuvenated version of his heart came alive again. There in the desert, with that solitude and reflection that comes in that part of the drive we all know well here in Southern California. Yes, this is the best thing that could have ever happened to him, and that's what I have to say today. Thank you, Jonathan Quick, and one more thing, go Kings go. And that was some of a email that Jim sent. Uh, and I think the gist of it is pretty interesting. Uh, and I think he's right. Um, and it took us a little while to see it and maybe appreciate it, but not only was this the best thing for the Kings, it may very well have been the best thing that Jonathan quick, you know, that he needed. Um, I don't know why it took this event, but as, as Jim said, sometimes it takes, uh, you know, events that kind of shake you up to, kind of wake you up and I think it's a good point I don't know that I had actually heard anybody say it before but this trade could very well be a win-win for both Jonathan Quick and the LA Kings and I know some Quick fans uh, don't want to think that uh, especially considering where he's playing right now but in the end maybe Jonathan Quick after it's all said and done I don't know if he'll thank the LA Kings for what happened but it may have may have rejuvenated his career it may have lit a fire under him and it may allow him to play a few more years than he than he would have if he would have stayed in Los Angeles. So, Jim, thanks for that email. This one from Jeremy in Cerritos. He says, so with quick leaving, it got me thinking about when Kopi and Drew leave, or more preferably retire as Kings. Out of the current players under contract with LA and Ontario, who do you think is most likely to wear the C and the A coming up? A couple of years ago, I thought it was Ayafalo, um wearing the C at some point in his career, and uh, he has briefly worn the A, but does he get it back at some point in the future? I could see Dano holding on to an A and maybe getting the C. And with a couple more years under his belt, I could see Mikey Anderson getting a letter. And for me, Juice and RV are contenders for a letter as well. QB in a few years will definitely be in the conversation too if his development continues to trend in the right direction. I'd like to hear what your thoughts are on this. Thanks and go Kings going in. That was Jeremy in Cerritos. I think you pretty much hit the nail on the head as far as current players on the roster that could be candidates to be a captain or an, uh, an alternate captain in the future. Um, Philip Deneau seems kind of like captain material. He's a guy that it seems like I think everybody really gets along with, but they respect his opinion. I know when Mikey Anderson signed the contract extension, a lot of people were talking about uh, he's a guy that could be a captain somewhere down the road. Alex Iafala is one of those guys that's really respected in the room and everybody loves to play with him. Um, uh, Kempe, I think certainly as well. He's taken on more and more of a leadership role as things have gone along. Uh, maybe not Arvidsson so much. I don't know. I talked about him on the show on Monday being a guy who's kind of maybe underappreciated. Um, I don't know. I, I don't, I'm not sure if I see that or not. Possibly. Possibly. As far as, far as Quentin Byfield, I think that's down the road. Uh, there, Right now, he's just you know trying to continue to try and uh, 
be a, a pro, develop his game, but uh, maybe, maybe down the road, a possibility if things continue to trend in the right direction. Uh, this is from Mike and Cam Rio. He says temporarily in Reno. Uh, a couple of things. One thing, I must give T-Mac some props. T-Mac seems to have finally gotten everyone to buy into his system, and we are obviously seeing great results. If the Kings can get past the second round of the season, I think the Kings actually could win the cup. They're peaking at the perfect time. They've got to be the deepest team in the league. They have been able to plug and play with almost any player and still win, and that could be a huge advantage during the playoffs. I also think Blake has done an incredible job the last few years. The only misstep seems to be the Peterson deal. Having to trade quick must have been unbelievably difficult, but it clearly was the right thing to do. It even turned out to be a good deal for quick as he's turned things around for himself in Vegas. Last few years, Rob Blake has been patient and smart. He was laser-focused on getting important pieces and snatched up players like Fiala and Arvidsson before other teams had a chance to snag them. He didn't even give up all that much to get those two players. Last, no matter what happens this season moving forward, Copley has to be the MVP of the team with a very close second to Fiala. Without Copley, we we would be out of the playoffs before it even started. It's funny to me that a lot of people still haven't given Copley their full trust. I asked fans on this podcast what Copley had to, to do to earn their trust after he won 15 games. Now the dude's 24-4-3. and three. That's an incredible stat. And the Phoenix Copley story really has been the main headline for the Kings this season. In the offseason when Blake acquired Copley, most of it thought it was insignificant. It's been funny, but this has turned out to be one of the most important acquisitions Blake has ever made. Uh, yeah, I, 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 Phoenix Copley certainly... Uh, is one of the huge stories this season for the LA Kings. And I'll admit when they, when they signed him in the off season, it was just a footnote for me. Uh, I, I think I said at the time, this is a guy they could use in case of emergency. If something happens to quicker Peterson, they need somebody to call up, fill in for an illness or a short injury. But other than that, he's just, you know, a veteran guy to, to keep in the AHL just in case. So uh, to say it's been an amazing story and to say that he has saved the Kings season and he is likely the MVP. Hard to argue with all of that. It's been incredible. Randy in Long Beach made me laugh out loud when I read this uh, email. He says, I think the Kings chrome silver helmets make them look like salt shakers. Do you think the team has ever thought about doing any marketing along those lines, like a set of Kings salt and pepper shakers? I would be interested in buying those. If those were a giveaway, that would be even better. Um, Yeah, the chrome domes for the Kings. I actually like them. I don't know why. And that's not like me because I'm more of a traditionalist. I don't like a lot of these, you know, new flashy kind of things. Um, but I, I don't know why I like those silver helmets. I really do. Although now that he's mentioned it, I'm going, I don't know that it's going to be hard for me to not to see salt shakers skating around on the ice, but I'll tell you what, Randy, I'm with you. If they, if they would to uh, put out some salt shakers with the Chrome dome helmets on some little players, uh, I would buy those. I would absolutely buy those. Uh, our next email comes from Ed. He is in Temecula. He says, 11 games to go. Uh, we'll see what happens. This is 11 games when he wrote this email. Uh, you continue to question Calia being out of the lineup and McEwen, uh, and McEwen playing. Coach McClellan and his staff know much more behind those choices than we do, so I'll just uh, think that they have their reasons. Uh, yes, QB is becoming more assertive and confident, and his success is helping greatly. He's improved this line, uh, his line partner's uh, performance significantly. I would go with Corpusalo over Copley, especially with his prior experience in playoff pressure. Copley has never come close to the pressure that generates. Seems the confidence players grow into is a very key factor in their performance. Just recently, in the last two years, so many have earned acclaim for their skills. Kent Bay, Velarde, Moore, Lazat, Jersey, Spence, QB, even Clark setting records every time he steps on the ice. Last week, a hat trick plus two assists in one game. Some players with better experience than him will never equal that same result. 
I can remember when Kempe played with the Kings, he would score in a couple of games in a row and then go three weeks before he got another goal. Uh, thank you sincerely for making my Kings team so much more interesting and informative. Love the show. Uh, and that was, again, Ed in Temecula. We need to get to some of your comments on the YouTube episode for Monday. Uh, but real quick, I want to remind you, today's episode of Lockdown LA Kings is brought to you by Athletic Greens. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. AG1 contains less than one gram of sugar, costs you less than $3 a day, and it's just one scoop and a cup of water. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it even easier, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. That's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, let's get to some comments left on Monday's YouTube episode. Our first one comes from Robert Wu, and he says, to answer your question as to whether the Kings are an elite team, my answer is that the Kings are indeed a very good team. However, the jury is still out regarding their eliteness. Elite teams beat very good teams and other elite teams much most of the time. Uh, after the next six games, we'll know if they're elite. Flames, Oilers, Kraken, and Canucks all on the road, then Oilers at home which I will be attending, and then on the road versus Vegas. If they gain 66% of the point percentage, I would vote for elite. Anything below that, not an elite vote. Vegas and the Oilers also have great records in March. Are they elite? Jury's still out on them as well until their next six games. Now, regarding the goalie situation, Copley had slightly better analytics before the Blues game. Corpus Salo had an outstanding game against the Jets on Saturday, so the weekend games have tilted it in favor of Corpy, in my humble opinion. But T-Mac will likely start Corpy against the Flames and Copper against the Oilers, alternating until one demonstrates he is significantly better. If Corpy does well and Copper does badly again, then T-Mac will be in a pickle because he wants both to be in top form and confident. To be fair, Copley played his C game on Sunday with the team playing defense was awful in front of him. However, he didn't make enough high-quality saves when the defense didn't do their jobs in the last 40 minutes of the game. But the Kings need A and B games from each consistently, so right now Copley has to get his game back. Corpy has, hasn't has had a C game yet. Our next comment on the YouTube episode from Monday was from Scott Allen. He says, the thing that bugs me the most right now is how they – the Kings have been so dominant in the first period lately and then seem to take the pedal off the metal to put it into cruise control after that. Why? Where's the killer instinct? I get that the other teams will make their adjustments, but come on. You can also decide to keep the pressure on with your own subtle adjustments if necessary. I'm not expecting to dominate every second so much, but we seem to go from the best team ever to so-so way too easy. So no, we are definitely not an elite team. Copley was not good, but he was definitely hung out to dry by his D. And up from Scott Allen. Scott, yeah, um, it is, you know, in today's NHL, um, it is not as difficult to hold on to leads as they once were back in the older times. What I think is actually good for the league. I mean, there was a time not that long ago, if you had a two or three goal lead, you know, midway through the game, it was pretty much all but over. And that's definitely not the case anymore. But I, I do, you know, when you were so dominant in the first period, like they were against Calgary the other night, or sorry, not Calgary against um, Winnipeg. Well, they were dominant against Calgary too, but okay, regardless. 
Uh, when you have a great first period like the Kings have had, and and no one's going to say we don't want to get off to good starts, but it's just hard to keep that up for three periods. And um, but I do think you're you're right in the concern that the Kings seem to not be able to hold on to leads. And yeah, they're winning the games, but they're you know the games start to become in question, and it gets better competition that could end up costing them. So hopefully, it's something we see them address. Going forward, there's plenty of examples if they get off to a good start for them to go in the locker room and say, hey, guys, remember that game? Remember that game? We got to keep it going. Uh, this is from Anthony M. He says, uh, hi, Eddie, huge fan of the show. Been watching for quite some time. I agree with you with your love. Um, uh, the 12-game stretch took care of business. Uh, games were one that needed to be won, and now we have a couple of tough games coming up. I think this is really going to be a test to see the character this team is built off. And I think we truly are rounding out uh, at the right time, uh, get all the guys back, and we're trending towards the elite status. Also wanted to ask, what do you think the reason is that Dowdy, uh, on quite a heater of late, has five goals in his last six? And what do you see our overall record being in our last nine? Personally, I think we're going to go 7-1-1 one, one, and show that we can fight it out with some real competitive marks on your calendar. Uh, April 6th, the biggest game of the season. You know, I don't know that I've looked at the schedule and kind of ticked off win, loss, win, loss to give you an exact what I think they're going to do going down the stretch. Uh, as far as Drew Doughty, I know there's been some talk about it. Remember he had the the wrist injury a year ago and there was some talk that maybe he's now finally feeling completely healthy and comfortable. I'm not sure if that's the case or not, but uh, I also think it's more of a confidence thing, even for a veteran player like Drew Doughty. You know, once you get a couple that go in, uh, you start to think more offensively, and uh, he's definitely I – th I think his timely shots are what are, are standing out lately. You know, he knows to pick his spots when there's traffic in front of the net uh, to put some good shots on and uh, when goalies are screened and things can get deflected. So I think he's making just better decisions on when to shoot the puck and obviously he's gaining some confidence. Uh, this from Frank in Ranchos Palace Verdes. He says, as far as elite goes, I have to say 80% there. All four lines are contributing – the one big question mark is why Kaliev is riding the bench. The goaltending is also a big concern as long as the staff feels that Copley is considered a number one option. D-men are outstanding. Can't ask for much more. Byfield's still a concern for me with some bad penalties. Not so great puck possession and the fact that he has not shown the ability to put the puck in the net. Uh, great show as always. Go Kings go. Well, we're going to see Kaliev back in the lineup tonight and we'll see if he can contribute and maybe stay in the lineup a little bit more a couple final ones this one from guy pascal pascalini uh he says uh more good work is needed to say the kings are elite the goals against against the blues is concerning like you said they have not played against the best lately love their play otherwise go kings go and finally robert chow says i don't consider the kings to be elite either but they've shown they can go toe-to-toe -to -toe with just about any team and right now they are starting to play with confidence and a bit of swagger it makes them dangerous. I'm not sold on McClellan as a coach, though. He has a good system in place, but we've seen many times this season that when the system breaks down, he doesn't have the ability to make adjustments. Again, thank you guys so much for all the emails and all the comments on the YouTube episode from Monday so that we could have an early fan feedback show this week. Really appreciate it. Good to hear from all of you, and thank you to everyone who took the time to send an email or to make a comment on the YouTube episode. Really appreciate it. Glad we could get a fan feedback show in this week with a busy week coming up the rest of the way. If you want to send an email for an upcoming show, the email address, as always, is lockedoneddy at gmail.com. And you can even send an email about if you, you can say, hey, I don't want this to be right on the show. I just have a question, something like that. 
that's fine as well. Locked on Eddie, E-D-D-I-E at gmail.com. Uh, if you're obviously, if you're watching on YouTube, you can post your comments in the episode below. Uh, we're also on Twitter and Instagram. Both are at locked on LA Kings. Looking forward to the game tonight against Calgary. Uh, looking forward to previewing that big game against the Oilers on Thursday. Lots of good stuff coming up this week. Hope you'll join us for that. I'm Eddie Garcia. Thank you as always for listening and watching this episode of Locked on LA Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. And as always, go Kings go.